0: Hi Spring fans, welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Hi Spring fans, welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. How are you this fine 3rd of May? Can you already believe it? Can you believe it? It is the 3rd of May 2023 already. I am uh, shell-shocked, stunned, in disbelief, just crazily overwhelmed by just a... Uh, just How fast time is moving, time is sure flying when you're having fun. Uh, it is as I say, the uh, the 3rd of May. We are already staring down what it will, I'm sure, be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I was just in Europe a few weeks ago for Kotlin Conf and uh, DevOps France, but I return uh, tomorrow actually for DevOps Greece in Athens, Greece, and then I'll be off to uh, London, England for the DevOps UK show, and then of course off to Barcelona, Spain for Spring I/O, and then off to Serbia, Belgrade, uh, sorry, to Belgrade, Serbia for IT Connect, uh, all in the next few weeks. So if you're in Europe, uh, in those places, you know, far flung though they are relative to each other, please come out and say hi. It'll be fun. I'll be talking about Spring Boot 3, of course. And in some cases, Spring Boot 3.1, the latest and greatest uh, there, which should get released actually sometime uh, in May. There's a lot to enjoy, a lot to try out. Uh, it's a really interesting release. I've, I've, already, I've already done a video on it, uh, introducing dev containers and all that stuff on my YouTube channel. Check that out. Um, good stuff, friends. Lots of good stuff coming up, but uh, uh, I love the opportunity to go to these shows again because, you know, for so long we were all kind of grounded during the pandemic, and uh, while it's still not nearly as to the level it was before, it is still really great to be able to reconnect with people that I admire in the community, uh, and I did that same thing uh, for this episode. Today's guest is Ken Cousin, who's a fellow Java champion and an industry luminary and just an all-around amazing human being. And, uh, you know, you've seen some of his stuff in the Spring community, of course, as well, uh, in the Goovy, and the uh, Kotlin community, the, the, the Gradle community. I mean, he's just kind of everywhere Interesting. I'm a fan, uh, and it was just really great to finally get to sit down with him and, and record this episode, uh, which I think you're going to enjoy. It was a really, really sort of uh, wide-ranging discussion that we couldn't have had in a better uh, venue, right? We had it um, in the evening of our performances at the Great International Developer Summit in beautiful Bangalore, India, just last week. So uh, great conversation, Merry uh, merriment was found everywhere, you know. Just a great show. So I hope you get something out of it, learn something new. I certainly did. It was just great, waxing nostalgic with uh, with somebody who's clearly been in the trenches uh, uh, as well. And um, yeah, just a lot of fun. I, and, the, and of course, this is one of those things where I crossed the stream uh, with my YouTube channel. So people were participating in the chat, and uh, it was just really great. I really I love those live, dynamic sort of conversations uh, as this turned out to be. And I, you know, I try to go into these shows with some ideas about where we could go but not with necessarily any ideas about where we should go and uh, that has always served me well i think because the conversations have this uh sort of authentic uh quality to them uh they're just sort of spontaneous they really are you know i just i love that about them pre-planned is always kind of disappointing um what else oh ken by the way has a great youtube channel as well uh he talks about it in the show and i encourage you to check that out um other than that my friends what else do i have to tell you um i was uh, i did a presentation at devox france a few weeks ago that people seem to like maybe you'll, those videos are now online i hope you'll watch that as well uh, and you know the usual stuff uh check out my ebook on aot processing and programming with uh spring boot 3 and the aot engine um you know just lots of cool stuff all right my friends Okay, just for people, so we are the same height, but I'm sat on a baby, ah. I'm sat on a child's chair, uh, like a booster it's chair. To
1: keep me in my place, right. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like I understand just, that. Uh,
0: the, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it's, the production quality in the show gets worse and worse by the day. I'm surprised people still show up. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even, I couldn't even line up two uh, uh, chairs. This is terrible. Can you imagine? <laughs> I feel like I should be sitting on a phone booth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, or yeah. me on the ground or something. Yeah, this is really, not yeah, great. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah, we did it. We're live. Uh, hello, good
1: morning, good evening, good afternoon, Ken. Good Wherever to see you, you have to be around the world, thank you. Uh, good to see you, John. Likewise. Um, where are we? We are in Bengaluru, as they say, Bangalore, in yeah. India, at the GIDS conference. Which yeah, just ended. GIDS is now is over already. Yeah, it just ended today. Oh, it was whirlwind. Tuesday through Friday. Wow! A great international developer summit. Used to be great India developer summit. Right it's now, you know, Dilip. Uh, Thomas runs it. You know, he's moved to uh, Melbourne. I I did, and it makes me uh, makes me want to go visit uh, Melbourne again. Well, I expect that since he's there now, sooner or later, Gids will expand there again. They were about to expand there when the this little yeah pandemic. Well, I suggested he I suggested he should. Well, they're going to do one in uh, Abu Dhabi, right? Or uh, that one I hadn't heard. They were going to do two in Australia. They were going to do Sydney, right. and then a week later, they're going to do Melbourne. So you were going to go for the whole time, arguably. Right. Uh, and then that was all scheduled for the end of 2020. That was going to be in. Yeah. yeah. Famously, nothing happened that year. Right. As yeah. it turned out. yeah. So that everything, conference actually happened. No, I'm just kidding. It was everything got quiet. Yes.
0: Sad. Really <laughs> crazy. And it's just been a, you know, and by the way, I suggested, because this is this was the great indian developer summit the acronym for which is and, and remains gids right gids and i suggested it could be gads
1: right like gads Asia? Well, no no australia Oh, just for, oh okay yeah. no you you know what happened huh? uh, each time there you gave a talk they had someone introduce you uh-huh. and one of the guys actually pronounced it JIDS. Believe it or not, like the like. I the said, do you also say Jeff. No, went, yes. Uh, I went, you know, leave. I we're gonna. I think he was trying to make a point, but it was funny. I thought it was a riot. Yeah, I, uh, that's
0: I. That's like a what was it? A uh, somebody. What uh, Daniel Tosh had that joke about like people that wake up and take a shower and then use the toilet. You know that's just wrong. If you do uh, that, if you do it that way, you just have to go back to bed and start over again, right? Uh, and it's the same thing with if you said it.
1: Jits. I mean, I just feel so dirty. I have to go back to bed and start over again. You know, like it's, it was. Oh. It was one of those subtle things that it just. I, I burst out laughing. I was thinking <laughs> I could do, it. and I'm up in front of everybody. You know, I'm really going <laughs> to do that. Um, but it was fun. It's always a fun conference. They have you know a lot of attendees. I think they're back to. They sold out this time. Oh, good, and so, it showed. People were amazing. Yeah, I
0: missed that show. I've missed. It's been so. I don't know. This is the first one since the virus. Or yeah, yeah.
1: First they one did. Back. They did a virtual one right. during the break but this is the first one that's live since they started up again right it is oh man
0: and I, so i have been coming since 2012 you can tell because each year i get a little <laughs> bit happier and a little bit fuller a little bit more web scale uh I, I mean i come for the community but i come for the food too it's, oh, it's an equal thing for me good. You know? um and uh and yeah i can't believe it's over actually i'm my time zones are all weird like I, you're right it's friday evening as we record this yes that's right friday morning for a lot of people
1: yeah. uh well if you would come earlier you'd get to experience more of it
0: you know? yeah oh hey look at that you get a comment we got a lot of comments dancing hi look at that we got
1: great show oh uh, hey. it was a great
0: show guys today in gids bangalore thank you rajiv thanks very much for that i'm glad you I... oh he sent both of our sessions poor bastard excellent
1: i know i gotta say it's one of my favorite conferences anywhere in the world it's so well run there's the attendees are so enthusiastic you know (laughs) we
0: got a we got a question here uh from our uh friend simon bit of an early question are there any plans for an updated cookbook
1: what is he talking about now did you write a cookbook it could mean a lot of things i do have one book called kotlin cookbook okay. But I don't know if he's talking about because that. Because I have a book called Spring Recipes. Yeah, and I have a Gradle Recipes for Android. So is, that, is that for Apress? Uh, no, okay. I, have, I have two O'Reilly books and two Prague Prague books and one Manic book.
0: Okay, I did, uh, I've did. i got O'Reilly, Apress, and I self-published. I have uh, three books, with well, two books at least, with the word, words recipes in it.
1: Yeah. Okay, so he's talking, I'm sure he's so talking about you. So I have a you. Modern Java Recipes. Wow. And I have a Gradle, a Kotlin cookbook. Because I was foolish enough to think, well, I've, now I've written a recipes book. How hard could that be? No, I'll yeah. do another one. And, you know, no, no, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you, you self-published your um, My last reactive one, we had to one Spring. Right? Yeah, reactive I mean, one?
0: that was, we should talk about
1: that offline. Okay. That was a,
0: because <laughs> I've written seven books. Every time I've written a book, I've said, I'm never doing that again. And then I, just, <laughs> and then I end up writing the next one. I don't know how Venkat does it uh well okay. the problem is Natural. we do know
1: how he does it and it's just not human yeah like, exactly it's not fair I, like, yeah what does nate say about him it's he's remarkably lifelike yeah yeah, yeah. It, i mean he'll write a book on a oh, plane over the holiday i'm mean, like say, yeah drop of a hat got a new uh, book of yeah you know. but but
0: ours are better that's the no they're not keep for yourself <laughs> mine aren't even like i tried yeah oh, like, well. i mean uh, mine are more similar to my style of writing it's about the only superlative i have over him uh uh not even a good style just
1: minds whatever that is you know well i write every, <sighs> i write every week in my newsletter yeah you know? i do that good. and that is comfortable writing for me i enjoy that and every once in a while when i want to learn a new technology that's why i get motivated to write a book So right. i really dig into it that way because then you have no choice right yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah
0: uh, path to mastery through teaching right okay. like
1: it's true. Yeah, right. absolutely. No, the Kotlin stuff came because I, I mean, I was a groovy person at first. That's, yeah. That was the first book. And then um, I was following venkat 's path for the streams and lambdas and yeah. method references, all for that. So that's the uh, the, the Java recipes book. Right. And oh, then nice. the, the Kotlin one was because um, Android adopted Kotlin wholesale. And yeah. if I was going to do Android, if I was going to teach Android courses, I really needed to learn Kotlin. And then, of course, Gradle, Decided to release their Kotlin DSL yeah. as well. So that p- compounded it. And then this, um, then I wrote my help your boss help you one, which is supposed to be called Managing Your Manager. Right. You know, and I still call the training course and everything Managing Your Manager. Right. But when I submitted that title to the to the Prag people, <laughs> they said, Oh, it turns out you're not as original as you thought uh somebody had already written a book by that title What? and i said i don't care i said yeah, yeah. sorry but then ah. we had to come up with something you know glenn Vanderburg, right yeah yeah glenn wrote the wow. forward for that so i called him up and said we i need a new title and we had to brainstorm within an hour and we came up with a title that we didn't like but it was okay people get used to it
0: yeah well i mean it's it's like don't judge a book by its cover nah. or its title <laughs> uh Hi, Mehmet. Thanks for joining oh, us. Oh, hey today. Mehmet.
1: You know, anyway, so then the the Mikito one yeah. was honestly because the Makito documentation is so unhelpful that <laughs> <laughs> when I was teaching Makito as a as a training class, right. I kept wanting to say, "Look, let me explain what this is for." I mean, let me not say it that way. The Makito documentation is good at telling you how to use Makito in the API. It right. doesn't tell you why or what it's good for or anything like yeah. that. And I needed something like that. So that's one of those so-called Pragmatic Express books. Yeah. It's supposed to be 100 pages, wound up 160. You right. Know. as You and I are. I, you understand. Was,
0: yeah, exactly. It's 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 that old thing. I, I'm sorry this is letter so long. I didn't have time to make it shorter or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, right. Um, and of course, this is all before uh, those halcyon days before. Chat GPT four, <laughs> where you can now feed it a whole book of documentation and just ask it questions like oh, okay.
1: Fine. I used it in one of my talks today. Well, not today, but yesterday. Yeah. I, I was trying to give a talk on property-based testing, uh-huh. quick. So I tried to say, Well, let's have Chat GPT generate this algorithm for me. <laughs> yeah. And I asked it and I could tell from the moment it spat it out, it was completely wrong. Yeah. And then I put uh, in I but Was I replied, it confident? What's that? Uh, was it confident in its assertion that oh, it was right? Well, it was until I pushed back and said, you realize that's wrong, don't you? That this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. So then it replied, oh, yes, I'm sorry. Here's the updated code, which it was unsure about. And it was basically the same algorithm. It's almost completely wrong again. Awkward. <laughs> I,
0: well, so in my experience, uh, I have found that um, my time as a, as a vaunted professional in the field is, it's, I'm not long. like chat dbt gets some of it wrong but far less than i get wrong and uh
1: i i
0: didn't expect to feel that well it's bad for the ego you know and i have a big ego so i was (laughs) i can't really afford that kind of a body blow well github copilot
1: I oh, use as a plug-in in IntelliJ, That I like. That's insanely good. Also yeah. Kodota. Do you remember Kodota? Like that was a I never was wild about that one because no. maybe it just didn't get things right enough. Whereas GitHub Copa guesses right a lot. It guesses wrong a lot, too. Yeah. But it guesses right a lot, and that's comfortable. Yeah. But I mean, you've heard the the phrase for for ChatGPT. Ch- Ch- Did you hear what how they were describe it? No. Uh mansplaining as a service. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, oh, and I've got one chat GPT joke. Okay. Just one. Oh, it's a uh, ready? It's not enough. Well, yeah. Yeah. Chat GPT walks into a bar, bartender says, What do you have? And it says what everybody else is having. Oh uh, yeah. I need to I use um uh, uh, when I when I do my videos, I have please. yes. Well I have the website instantrimshot.com <laughs> also, so I can just hit the button and hit oh, uh, the rim shot. Dinky. So yeah, it's not. I it's not original. But good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sling.
0: uh, oh yeah. So okay, okay. So you've got you're you're so you're saying you're busy is what you're saying. You you, you get around. By the way, uh, yes, sir. Lest I forget, because you're in the Spring community. You're doing wow. the Makito, You're in the the goovy the Grails, the Kotlin, the all the good stuff, right? Yeah. And um, did you know the Gradle DSL for Cotland for uh, the Kotlin DSL for Gradle? Yeah, yeah. Did you know that was created by Chris Beams from the spring team. Ah, okay. He briefly worked at Gradle. So the the human being who helped create act configuration, like that thing in spring.
1: Oh, that's his too? He He did the act configuration part? Yeah, he created Kotlin DSL, right? Oh, okay.
0: Small world, just a small world. We're all in the same community here. I think Gradle, personally,
1: the company is very frustrated at the pace of adoption of the Kotlin DSL. I okay. mean, it's been out for years, and they were they were so excited about it, right? You know, and I, it's turning around. I mean, the next version of Android Studio, yeah. is going to use Kotlin DSL by default. Yep, but I don't know if anybody else uses Kotlin DSL. Oh, here is hoping it. I mean, I am rooting for it. You know, obviously, I... the the JUnit people, JUnit Jupiter. Yeah. If you look at the their uh, GitHub repository, that's my good example of a Kotlin DSL in right. a Gradle build file. Oh. but there aren't that many out there. I
0: mean. It's a, it's a chicken and egg thing. I think we need to like start with leadership, right? So like, and also the, it's, we have, a, we have, before ChatGPT, mm. we we had this thing called Stack Overflow. People won't remember because we had Chat, <laughs> ChatGPT now. If you go to Stack Overflow, because you know, when nobody goes to the docs, why would you? That's not right. gonna work. Uh, and by the way, it doesn't matter how good those docs are. People are gonna go to Stack Overflow first.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, or what is it, BioDoom, right? Like Bialdoom.com. You know, whatever. Which it, is,
1: I don't know how you pronounce that, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah.
0: the website that seems to have all the uh, questions in my head already answered. Um, uh, which is like DPT one. Yeah, right, right. Uh, the,
1: anyway,
0: bef- they 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 go to Google and they Google's gives them back something, and that's usually Stack Overflow. Um, or Beldum. Yeah, yeah. All that is in Goovy. So it's sort of a chicken and egg. You're just like, well, everybody else is doing this, I'll do that. And so I think yeah. the big thing that came out of KotlinConf last the uh, week before. In Amsterdam, yeah, uh, which
1: was uh,
0: JetBrains in Copenhagen. Google. Was
1: it in Amsterdam or Amsterdam. Copenhagen? Yeah. Oh, I was there. It was not the bad. first. Oh, okay, because I went la- the, a couple of years ago, yeah. pre-pandemic, when it was in Copenhagen. Right. Yeah. It, okay. They switched. I'm down. sorry, you were <laughs> saying the
0: very first one was in San Francisco, and I and I I was, was it at, really and I was invited oh. to that one uh, back in 2017, and that's when that was before uh, Google had. It, they had
1: supported it, right? But, but they didn't em- say endorse it. For, right? 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 They, they uh... boy, did that make the groovy people mad? I gotta tell you. <laughs> Wait, no, no, I'm talking about the Android stuff Yeah, yeah, I know, because oh, okay. they were building. I mean, oh, that's right, I remember. because at, at at the, it was the uh, Gradle Summit mm-hmm. before that announcement. Before they stopped doing Gradle Summits, yeah. The uh, the Google people were there. That the guy was working when I was doing the Gradle Recipes for Android book, right. Uh, so Z- Xavier uh, Ducroit, however you pronounce his name yeah. French, uh, he was the head of the Android Studio Project and everything. And I was like, are you going to pick a language or are we still going to stick with great old and Groovy and everything? Sure. He's like, oh, yeah, we're not going to. I said, you know, there's been this rise of people using Kotlin for Android. And Is Google going to say that's a good idea? Right. He says, we're trying to stay completely agnostic. Six months later, you know, oh, yeah, yeah we're Kotlin and then it's supported. And then a year later, we're Kotlin right. first.
0: And and so they that's the thing I they invited me to uh, Hadi he invited me to Kotlin Conf. yeah right Hadi Hariri great right. guy right great guy and he invited me to Kotlin Conf in San Francisco mm-hmm. and uh, this is before the pandemic in the old days when we had planes and we could go to places and not risk a uh, uh, lung infection mm-hmm. so so uh, you know I, I was on, I was on planes a fair bit right mm-hmm. and uh, so he invited me to to this thing and I'm like where is it. And I was like, San Francisco, i'll be there that's home you're still on planes all the time not even close i did like if it, i did like a sixth or a less than a sixth of what i did oh, in wow. 2019 i did that last year so yeah so, it was in your hometown I right. was, it was in my hometown so i'm uh-huh. like yes please sign me up i'd love to go home mm-hmm. bring me home you know yeah. i would love a reason to be there uh and so and i'm thinking it's just going to be me and a few other kotlin enthusiasts you know like in a bar in a pub i don't know i, I figure there's like 12 of us i don't know how many people there are <laughs> right and um Uh, and what happened? So he invited me. Then the Google I.O. thing happened. They said we support it. Right, right. Formalizing what was already a precedent, which is that people were using it
1: already. Right. They were acknowledging
0: it, it, right, basically. like they're officially saying we support it, but it's not the Uh endorsed or whatever. It's just a a supported pathway. Right. The Square was already out there, all these companies. Right. Uh, So then Google I.O. happened, and of course this thing, with very little notoriety, this conference now just became this huge thing. Yeah, it exploded.
1: Right? Yeah, more than a thousand people. First show, very little advertising. It's at almost exactly the same time. That's when Kotlin went 1-0 too. Yeah, yeah. So within a couple months of each other, Kotlin went one yeah. zero. Google, Google I endorsed Hill. it, and suddenly it was it was established. You it, know, was, it was it had arrived. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I keep waiting for it to become a definitive language for Spring because like Spring was always very friendly with Groovy. Yeah, and yeah. then when, it, when Kotlin came along and went, sure, we'll, we'll back that up too. Yeah. And they even have uh, the ability to do coroutines and all yeah. that. Because I remember with Android, yeah. when they went to Kotlin, then they had reactive systems. They had Rx right. Android, which right, is right. just Rx Java with right. the serial numbers filed up. And <laughs> once they adopted Kotlin, yeah. it's almost like seemingly overnight coroutines took over. Yeah, you know, it's a definitive way to get off of all the all UI goofy, thread. Uh, right stuff to avoid the ui thread but yeah. spring supports that and yeah. spring reactive spring is still a huge thing yeah even though we have uh we have coroutines and they have dsls and everything in right. spring to do Kotlin, but it's hard to get these java people to look at anything other than Java. i guess well so colin is the second most widely used language
0: for spring by a country mile right so spring and java naturally that's, that's just but second most
1: that's a really distant second isn't yeah, it yeah but
0: but there's also it, number 3 is also distant as well relative oh, okay. to two right kotlin has become by far and away the most if if you don't have java which is a it's a uh, it's a what's a, a counterfactual right it's, oh, but okay. but if you didn't have java kotlin would be the number one thing right, right, right. put it that
1: way and it's not it's very it's it's, it's by a country mile but of course now we've got virtual threads coming in in 21 but the the question is will that i mean i i personally think that jetbrains messed this up i really do i think that they had an opening they had this big opening when loom was still a couple years away all this virtual thread stuff was there and here was their chance to say let's push Kotlin really hard for spring so that people could use coroutines, which are available now, plus all the server side stuff and everything. And then they could connect to the Android people immediately and see if they could break out of their Android niche and get on the server side. But instead they pushed and what they're still pushing is multi-platform mobile. You know what I mean? Oh, Oh, yeah. Let's write it for... Let's use Kotlin so that we can oh. make an iPhone app and an Android app. And I'm like, look, all the Android people are happy about that. You're never going to get iPhone people to say, "Yeah, I'm going to do Kotlin." You know? Well, maybe. But this was their big chance start to push on the server side, and they did. They went with multi-platform mobile instead. It's still number one on their on their web page. But it's my opinion. I, I could be wrong. You
0: could be. I mean, I, I, yeah, uh, that's true. They definitely pushed for that, and I think they've got big ambitions. And if anybody's going to deliver on that right once run anywhere, maybe it's them, you know? Um, I, I, so with respect to the, 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 server side co-routine start, we pushed hard. Right. And as you know, for the audience, I'm not sure if you know, but, uh, uh, um, in 2016, we had, uh, on start.spring.io, you could generate a project using spring boot 1.0 X 1.X and spring framework 4X you could generate a new project using Kotlin. It was basically just using the interop between Java right. and Kotlin, right. but there was no particular concessions to Kotlin. Right. There. Uh, and, and that was already a big deal because right? right. we went from Groovy and Java to Groovy, Groovy Java and Kotlin. Right. Spring framework five comes out, Spring, Spring Boot 2.x. Right. And now we've got code in the Spring framework yeah. written in Kotlin. Uh, and we've got these extension functions that adapt all the reactive stuff.
1: Really nice. which released, yeah.
0: we, we, At the same time as we released reactive, we introduced reactive... We introduced extension functions so that, for all intents and purposes, when you're using Kotlin, you can just use coroutines. Right. You don't need to think reactive. You can just write these nice, imperative control flow code and it's using coroutines behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's, in, so when, when you're gonna holler like, Mr. Spring, right, the, when the second yeah. most prolific contributor to Spring, and you know actually the the most prolific and the second person to ever contribute to Spring, mm-hmm. when that person clones Spring framework, he opens up the code in his IDE, and there's Kotlin code that has to compile. Oh. Otherwise, he can't get on with the work of maintaining the Spring. Really? Yeah. So I didn't it's, know it's in the infrastructure. It's in the code itself, and that's mm. you know, once it's in Spring. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't get removed, right? It's Spring is we are not backwards. Uh, we don't we don't treat backwards compatibility like a like a like a fad, right?
1: Is there Groovy code in there too? No. No. So this it, was a big we difference. went hard on Kotlin, right? Okay. And,
0: and so, uh, I mean, there's support for running. Like, do you remember the old Bean shell and oh, yeah, yeah. like the whole uh, what's
1: yeah. that scripting
0: JSR from like a decade ago. Or two right, years? So right. We have support for that. So you can define a Bean through the scripting interface. And if it's written in Groovy, great, but we're, we don't have
1: Groovy code proper in there. But they have Bean shell and Groovy scripts. I yeah. mean, the Groovy scripts part, the part I liked in spring with Groovy yeah. was that you could deploy a Bean and then change it Live. during production. Right. Yeah, yeah, I used to do that as a demo right. because it terrifies people. It, you know, it, you know, it makes gonna, me want to
0: take a shower right now just,
1: <laughs> just talking about it. But yeah, you're right. Movie it was so fun. And I used to... to fun? Well, oh yeah, because yeah, I argued it was really a diagnostic tool. You, know, you Sure. Could, you can modify the running code to because sometimes the problem won't show up unless you're under load. And yeah. this way you could tweak a bean and actually look at properties and change things and stuff. But of course, it terrified everybody. Yeah, let's go ahead and modify it's, this in production. If somebody, it's somebody
0: <laughs> (laughs) told you when you were a kid that one day you'd very seriously say the sentence you could tweak a bean (sighs) do you think you would have believed yourself
1: uh there's a lot of things like that so (laughs) it's it's been a very long strange trip yes i
0: want that to be my epitaph he tweaked beans (laughs) yeah okay so anyway yeah you're right yeah yeah, yeah,
1: definitely gooby
0: and by the way that's the other thing for uh netflix is uh not histrix uh zool right they're um their API gateway, the micro gate, oh, micro proxy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The predecessor to, well, not the, pre, not, like the de facto predecessor to something like Spring Cloud Gateway was something called Zool and Netflix right. defined it. It was built on top of uh, uh, the servlet API, but you could define these gateway rules, this API gateway rules in Groovy. And oh, part of what, that now. Now. a huge part of it, huge part of it was you could just live reload that, and that's, right. when, that's what Netflix wanted because they had to like adapt to production traffic
1: very quickly. And they didn't want to have to. I do the through. demo on the no fluff. Story, right, and every time I do that demo, people will be like, "Really? Yeah. You want to do this?" And I'm like, "Sure. What could go wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kotlin has been there and it, and it is very well established yeah. in Spring. I'm still kind of hoping that there'll be this breakthrough, right. but. I don't know. See, I think the window was there. You're right. And now once we have Loom and you could, you know, when, when virtual threads cost zero, like coroutines cost zero, right. when they get structured concurrency and all that, what are you going to need Kotlin for anymore other than maybe DSLs and, and the extension functions? Well, that's, that's, safety. So you know. That, well, yeah. Yeah. What
0: are you going to need Kotlin for except right. for all these except amazing for all things these that things. still don't yeah. exist in Java? But I don't um, know if it'll be enough to persuade people. Well, so here's the thing you just mentioned the multi-platform thing yeah the true power of coroutines isn't just that it's a better loom on the jvm it's that it works consistently in native code and in WebAssembly and in javascript right uh and and on the jvm so you can write coroutines
1: that must be a nightmare i don't know how they make that happen but yeah sorcery and i don't it want is. to know it is. yeah so yeah. you can write uh they have like uh coroutine web clients you know HTTP clients and things like that but also in the media in the meantime Java's just gotten better and better. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I really am very, been very happy with the changes that have been coming up in Java in the past, uh, I don't know, five, six versions, 10, yeah. seven Java, 18, Java, Java 8. 8 and later. Well, now, okay, Java 18 had nothing. I mean, 8, I mean. Yeah. But yeah, Java 8 was the big one. Yeah. Java 20, I should say, has nothing in it. I mean, every feature yeah. in it is a preview feature or an incubator. Right, right. So if you're willing to play with previews or incubators, then fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's where the virtual threads are, you know? Mm-hmm. But I couldn't believe it. They actually released a major version of Java where if you were a production person did not want to use the beta stuff, there's nothing there. Right. Well it's of just course stability improvements and whatever. But you're yeah, right. But it's 21 a- will have virtual threads.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So even there, right uh-huh. now, um, they're they're they've committed to delivering uh, like a virtual thread pool. Like they're like green threads, right? Uh-huh. But the the control flow, the the the, the... Structured concurrency. That's, that's not, not is, ready, yeah. That's not ready. Apparently. That's an incubator. It might be.
1: Who knows, but I don't think it will be, right? Hard I don't believe. Yeah, now, of course, the one, the really bold move that Spring made, the big change. The one? Well, the most recent bold okay. move that Spring made yeah. was when you went to Spring Boot 3 and Spring 6, suddenly they mandated Java 17. Oh, yeah. And, yeah but when was... they did that, that what was Spring? What's Java 17's market share? Did they break out of the teens yet? I mean, it's it's not that big. And no, but it's got to start somewhere, right? Well, yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. I think that's brave. I mean, to say, hey, industry who loves Spring and wants right. to use Spring everywhere, now you got to go up to Java seventeen or you can't use the latest
0: well, so, version. I of mean, Spring and Spring. Not but, that anybody's. Uh, well, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some people. There's not a lot of people using it. But did you see the uh, the Jakarta EE folks to their endless credit? Uh, what did they say? Java 21 is the new baseline for the next thing. I hadn't heard that. Right? Really? So like, yeah. So we 21. we set the bar at 17 and people are like crying bloody murder.
1: Uh, And then, meanwhile, the other tech, they're over there, they're saying, Yeah, never mind. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Java EE, Uh isn't that the most Oracle thing ever? Is that they say, Here, Eclipse Foundation, you handle this. We don't want to do it anymore. But oh, yeah, you can't use the name Java Uh, at all. And they're like, But it's your API, that's what everybody uses. And therefore, Java EE 10 is now Jakarta. EE10, right? And it was just a giant renaming, really. Well, and, and all the yeah. ha- it's okay. That's a whole other. Oprah. <laughs> I don't have enough. Uh, but that's because that. the legal department. Yeah, it's a political problem. Size of it. Yeah, it's
0: not a technical problem, and right. that's
1: why it should stay. Like after six o'clock, we shouldn't talk about it. It's but they just... did bring up J- Jakarta EE11 was announced recently as, mm-hmm. as coming, and is that the one that said they're going to use Java twenty one? Uh, Jakarta. You know, well, I just... I hadn't heard that they were going to go to. Twenty one yet, and I think that's. Where did I I hear this? Did I just hallucinate
0: it like ChatGPT?
1: Um. (laughs) Yeah, Jakarta eleven. Look,
0: so so that was in the announcement. Uh, let's see. This is Java. Okay, so was that done? So for those of you in the. On the YouTube stream, we're just looking at newsroom.eclipse.org.
1: Target release. Yeah, Yeah, with that that. done,
0: there's now an opportunity to start taking Jakarta EE beyond the Java EE era. With Java 21 on the horizon, there's a new opportunity uh, to make sure that Jakarta EE is always leveraging the latest and greatest capabilities of the Java platform, building new specifications to further unify and simplify the platform. The target release for Jakarta EE is the first quarter of 2024, so Mm. a year from now-ish, a little bit less than a year, roughly six
1: months after the target release of Java 21. So, but I, I got to ask you, what's your experience? I mean, do I mean Spring? I get them credit. uses those things. Well, no, that's yeah. good. They get credit for yeah. that. Yeah, good stuff. But I don't know anybody who uses like MicroProfile or anything like that. Whereas Me I know either. tons of people that use Spring. Yeah. So the only way that most of the people I know use Java or Jakarta now EE stuff mm-hmm. is. Because it's spring, supported. Spring brought it in. It's a right. transitive dependency. Well, so what does that mean for Spring? I don't know. Yeah, who knows, right? I just don't know. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting time
0: to be a Java developer. <laughs> Will the industry continue to tune in next time for the same Spring channel, same Spring time? Um, I don't know. I don't like to think about these things. Mine is not to wonder why. Mine oh, really, is- what's yours too? It's it's certainly not the other thing. Okay, uh, but it's, it's I don't know. I don't care. I, I, it's an <laughs> interesting point. Is all I'm trying to say. Java, you shouldn't be on Java eight. Is I
1: I don't know yes. what I don't know what point we're making but it's it's definitely that you shouldn't be on Java 8. Just. Yes, it is time yeah. to move up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm waiting for another survey cuz the last statistics I saw it was like Java 8 was still like around 40% of the community oh, and Java 11 was another 40% <laughs> and then that left the 20% to be 17 and miscellaneous. You know?
0: Oh, 20% is miscellaneous.
1: Well, Java- 17 was growing. I I suspect by now java 17 it's in the 20s that's my guess but i haven't seen a survey in, in several months it'll take an achingly long time and all i'm just yeah. trying to but people want to use records they want to yeah, use the multi-line, switch strings. Statements. multi-line strings oh, which we've so had good. in one right I've, yeah i've
0: yeah. wanted that for so I, like look sequel's not bad it's doing concatenation with java strings that's what's bad sequel's
1: uh, well, that was a bold statement, but okay, okay. Uh, uh, but give
0: me a, like a nice SQL query right in the of Yeah, now you
1: can embed SQL oh, or JSON data. Yes. And by the way, I know everybody else calls it JSON. I call it JSON. Do you? Why not? You know why I call it JSON? Are you from back east? Well, yes, but that's oh, okay. not why. Oh, okay. It's I like picturing a guy with a machete and a hockey mask when I'm working on. Oh, stuff, you know? that's. I mean, that's the humor, right? Fair. Where, where's the fair. funny part yeah. if you don't okay. do that? Some people came to my talks this week. They're going to know all my jokes. At any rate. Yes, sir. Uh,
0: Okay. So, this Makito thing. Oh, right. You just did this book. Yeah. And uh, actually, there are some interesting. Uh, what is it? Like, I, I have questions because what happens in the world of modularity mm-hmm. with Makito and all of
1: its sorcery, right? Things like that. Well, the, the way people tend to bring up that same sort of question, I mean, I, first of all, is there anything having to do with Java modules? If you're talking to Java PMS, yeah. you know, there's no, um, it's not a modularized project. They, you know, so it's just another library in your class, path. there's nothing specifically addressing okay. modules in any particular way. So it's yeah. like any other Java I mean, library. I am not there. using GPMS. I just, I've heard that there are some oddities yeah. Uh, well, I have not had any difficulties with, with Mikito in terms of, well, any version of Java. And I've used it with, and of course, it's built into Spring. So it's a, it's a transitive dependency. Yeah. Spring, in, we start a test, brings it in. Exactly. Um, no, I like it. And, and the, the controversy about Mikito is generally when people criticize the idea of mock tests at all. When they say, well, we should have integration tests, we should have end-to-end tests. And I was like, yeah, of course you should. But yeah, what's I mean, I the analogy I use to be true. Well, the analogy I use is say, if I, I don't really know how my car works, yeah, if I get in my car, I drive to my destination and I get there, that's a full functional test, it worked, yeah, it and that's great. But if it breaks down on the side of the highway, then what's the mechanic going to do? They're going to progressively isolate each system right. to figure out where the problems are. And what Makito allows you to do is to isolate each system. And that's that's its job. Now, the, you, I also combine that with the, you know, the Martin Fowler blog post recently where he I mean, he was the one who wrote about mocks not being stubs and all that. Right. But he pointed out recently that people originally didn't use the word unit test to mean a single class. It meant a unit of work. Right. So it meant a series of classes together. To collaborating do a job. objects and everything. Yeah. Right. So the problem is, is that somehow that message got lost, and people think a unit test means one per class. Right. You know? And therefore, everything's an integration test. And you feel like, but I'm supposed to be doing unit tests. No, 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 no. You use Makito to mock your dependencies so that you can isolate a particular class and find out if you're right there. Right, that's all. And so that, which let's start with some fan, 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 foundationals here. Mm.
0: Um, there's the uh, well, I forget the I, I I always get this wrong. What is the Chicago versus the London oh, style? Yeah, right, yeah, like, yeah, right. 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 Uh, one I get is, lost
1: in that too. Yeah,
0: but one of them is like um, mocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is to say, you test something and the collaborators become. Oh, gosh, what's the difference there? Yeah, and by the I way, while I'm Googling this, do you have an answer for this? Why does Spring oh, not prefer Mocket? What do you think of Jmarket?
1: Um, You know, I don't know enough about the differences to, to really have any idea on that. I mean, there were a whole series of mocking libraries, but I I assumed that Spring chose Mikito because it by far had the biggest market share, you know, that it was yeah. the most widely supported of any of them. Um, none of them seem to be evolving very much these days. You know, they yeah. all seem to be pretty darn stable. Uh, incidentally, with Mikito, yeah, I have never seen an, an API stay so stable over major mm-hmm. versions before. Which is super important when you're running so much code against it. Uh, again, it's a bug or a feature. It depends <laughs> how you want to think about it. I mean, Mikito 2 was really different from Mikito 1. Right. Mikito 3, the only difference was they required Java 8. Period. Makito 4, the only difference was they removed the deprecated classes and methods. That was it. And Makito 5, they now require Java 11, except the other thing they did is they say the inline mock maker, the way you want to mock final classes and methods or mock static things, that's now built into the core, so you don't need a separate dependency for it. That's it. You, you're basically using your same code from, from version two. But right. I, I don't mean to duck the question. I honestly don't know enough about I, I just think to, to know the difference. Keto's just
0: very prolific and entrenched, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it got um, there. It's, it really has the vast majority of the market share in that area. I think Spring actually in itself did a lot of testing with PowerMock. Oh, really? OK, they did. They had it for a while, but you can almost see the, the resistance of the Makito team over time going, OK, fine. Everybody wants to mock static methods. We'll let you mock static methods or right. everybody wants to mock a constructor. We'll let you mock a constructor. And people were going to power mock in order to be able to do things like that. But now yeah. Makito's finally gone. Fine, we'll give you that. And that's made it even more established in the marketplace. My, yeah, my opinion I mean, again. No, you know, we, but you can almost see the big drag kicking and screaming, you know, we don't want to do this, but okay. And I don't well. have any facts, but my gut tells me you're right. But okay. of course, I'm
0: happy to be proven wrong. These are uh strong opinions loosely held. Okay, yeah, right? I can live like, with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, so what's your Okay. What did you find? So I googled it. I googled, uh-huh. yeah, I did yeah. the
0: googles and I like because yeah, there, right?
1: right.
0: There's the Chicago school and there's the Lennon school of testing, mm-hmm. right? And uh and basically it, it really comes down to this mock question which is in Chicago school, a unit is a behavior. I'm just quoting from optivem, optivem. Yeah. Com.
1: Uh, uh Link's uh, in the show notes, right? Yeah.
0: I, don't <laughs> commit me to work. <laughs> I knew it. Chicago <laughs> school, a unit is a behavior. I mean, I could just paste this in my own chat and put it on the stream. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um. Here we go. This is. You can follow along and play the home game as well, right? Is there another uh, question in there or not? Uh, yeah, Market seems good. I don't know, it oh. has more features according to Baldo.
1: Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, well, so we're gonna try it out. Um, and their Baldung is like, don't take their stuff without yeah. te- checking yeah. it, you know, but you should yeah. test it and use Makito to do the tests, huh, okay? okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, okay,
0: uh, whoops, over here, wrong one, yeah, uh. Chicago school, a unit is a behavior. We don't mm-hmm. actually care about what's the, the structure of the code since that's an implementation so detail. It's more black box. Though. Right. Uh, that's exactly right. A, right. a unit in the London school is a structure, the smallest unit of code in object-oriented programming, a class, right. and the public methods inside that class. Okay. So in a, when, we, when we talk about isolation, the Chicago school says isolation means that the tests need to run in isolation. We mock only shared dependencies like databases, right. file system networks. And ah, I think that-
1: see, now that one, that's- the Makito people specifically say, I'm sorry, I interrupted you no, in no, the middle No, no, go there. for it. The, the Makito people specifically say, do not mock a class you do not own. Right. So if you're talking about infrastructure like the HTTP client right. or, or the REST template inside of Spring or whatever, uh, which I still like, even despite the fact that I want us to use web client, okay. you know, yeah. but you don't mock that class, because right. we don't own that. That's part of the infrastructure. Right. Right. And you know, if you mock it and it changes, your test will still pass. You won't even know it. Right. Also, if you mock one class that's in a library, you might wind up needing to mock a dozen of them that are all related. Right. Because you know? all that you can't, it's a. All like like you do the ACDB thing. client, then you have to do the ACDB request, the ACDB response, right. and the body handlers, and on and on and on. It's like, wow, where does it end? So the bottom line is, is that 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 Chicago school yeah. is not the winner in all this. Right. It's, it's really the London school of treat it like a class or whatever. In pure, well, so the
0: London school says isolation means we test a class in pure isolation, so we mock everything, all the
1: collaborators. Yeah, except That's that, the again, the Makito people say yeah. there's a limit, you know? and Yeah. It, Again, I, I know TDD means you know, write the test, watch them fail, yeah. and then make them pass. But I sometimes like to go that other route of let's run the whole thing end to end. Right. And if it passes, we're good. Yeah, you know, the only reason I need a tool like Makito is if when things go wrong, I need to isolate all oh, the problems in the transmission well, system, that having the, the problems in the engine, the problems in the electrical system. Right. And that then that you hope that the, the design is sufficiently modular that right. you could do that without having to wait for real-life resources
0: to, like, spin up and do their thing.
1: Yeah, Sometimes or, or even with a repository in Spring, you right. go, look, I'm going to make a repository, but I haven't made it yet. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure which way I'm going to go with that. Right. I might have multiple ones. I might build it out of my – I just need an interface. Yeah. I might look, my when staff. I call find by ID, here's my object. Right. There, that's the only it's one Yeah, Because I'm not testing the mock. I'm testing the service that uses the right. mock. Yeah, given yeah. a proper value. Or maybe it's a service-oriented architecture. Now I've got one service I'm testing and one that doesn't exist yet. I know yeah. it's going to be there. It's a stub. It's just, yeah, it's a, well, now, is it a stub or is it a mock? It's a right? mock. But I mean, <laughs> no, no, no,
0: it's a stub. A stub is a, a thing that has the shape of a thing you're going to use. A mock is a thing that pre,
1: has pre-programmed responses. Well, that's interesting right? because the way, again, the way Martin Fowler laid it out and the way the Makito people treat it is a stub yeah. is... an object that stands in for your dependency and gives you known outputs for known inputs. Right. Whereas a mock is exactly the same thing, except you verify it, verify the protocol. You verify that the class you're testing invoked methods on the mock, the right number of times with the right arguments in the right order. So it's the same class either way. It's just, if you verify it, it's a mock. If you don't verify it, it's a stub. Okay. I thought the difference was like
0: with a uh, stub, you would get uh, like, null and zero and false and all that and then the mock would be like no i want a useful i want a list with five elements or whatever
1: that you know? is a definition but that's not the one okay. that fowler recommended that Fair everybody kind of caught on in his article mocks aren't stubs it's still it, it's a little hard to translate because the article's like 10 15 years old now you know <laughs> But and I and it's a forever in this space, so, right? Yeah. so
0: Weird that we're having this conversation, <laughs> with
1: hence, twenty odd years hence. Yeah. Okay.
0: Hey, so, Ray, go ahead. I don't know. I, I just yeah. find the whole discussion very interesting. Mocking is super important, no matter what school you come from. Uh, it's also it also
1: brings up Simpsons references. With,
0: ha ha. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. That's I um. Okay. So wait. So we got some questions here. Oh sure, sure. Make- uh do you think Makito gives a real picture of the whole ecosystem? Uh, and, and and can replace the integration tests. Even if Makito helps you raise uh, and complete bar, wait, helps you to raise and complete the bar for unit testing,
1: it could fail in production. I have seen it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's why I say you don't replace integration no. tests with it. In fact, I start it's vital to do integration tests and even end-to-end tests, however you want to draw yeah. your boundary. The purpose of Makito is to say, look, I have a problem somewhere. Let's isolate the problem you know so do you start with um okay
0: another question around testing right do you work inside out or outside in do you start at the application layer and then because me like i start with the innovation test and then i write Hmm. smaller and smaller things as i get down to grander little components and that's mocks and units. Well, if
1: I'm thinking spring, because I like thinking that way, yeah. then I do like the, the functional tests on the random port and everything, right. which is your end-to-end test. That's yeah. kind of a pseudo integration test. Yeah. Right, that's as close as we get to a big full-scale yeah. end-to-end test, because you're you're deploying the app to a test server and yeah. you're you're using a, the pure API to access it without right. knowing any of the internal details. Right. But then you've got mock MVC, which right. lets you get to act like it is a, uh, a test server without the actual server, right? Right, And then you can dig down into it. Now, the one thing to, to say about Spring, of course, with all that, is Spring has that mock bean annotation right. in which there, nice. which uses Makito. And the purpose of that, I mean, part of your challenge when you use Makito is to replace a dependency with a mock object. right? But in Spring, you've got dependency injection. right? So what are you gonna do? Well, the mock bean annotation creates the mock and replaces the existing class in the application context of oh, the same type, with that mock, with the same type. yeah, right. with that mock. So it's available for dependency
0: injection. Or, and this is less use, less useful most of the time, but it's also worth noting, it adds it to the bean graph if it doesn't exist. Yes. So right. if it does exist, it gets replaced with a mock. If mm-hmm. it doesn't exist, it gets added. And that might be, I might need this bean to be present for the test. right Hopefully right. that's not the case. Hopefully, you don't have a test. Dependency object graph that doesn't look the same as your production code.
1: Mm-hmm. Just some but the bottom like line, as you say, is it's not really there to replace integration tests, replace right. the end-to-end tests. I mean, there's so many stories of people who do that and yeah. wind up with you know, the two drawers that are side-by-side that won't open right. up because they bang into each other. Yeah, you, you, whether you start off with it, or you, sooner or later, you need an end-to-end test, right. obviously. And if that passes, you're good.
0: Yeah. But I if it doesn't
1: pass, then yeah. you've got to narrow things down. Yeah, And also I think like if you have like a uh, algorithmics,
0: like really like I'm not gonna create a mock uh, unit test for a bunch of getters and setters. Yeah, I, I oh don't care, yeah. right? Like it's fine, yeah. leave me alone. But on the other hand, like if I have like a, you know, calculate this tax bill or something based on well
1: these uh, this algorithm, then yeah, I'll have a bunch what of. What I usually like say about that is, I mean, you test what needs to be tested, sure. but here's the way I think about it. I don't really, I'm not great at practicing TDD. Yeah. I often practice what I call GDD, where GDD stands for guilt driven development. <laughs> if I've written code that, that I, I'm not sure about, I right. feel guilty, I write a test. So I know it's the wrong order, but still. As long as you got a test. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I don't.
0: You know, there's, I, I, I'm on the. Uh, I'm, I'm a. Apparently, in these other communities, there's a whole like movement against testing.
1: That I don't understand. I don't get it yeah. at all. That, I am.
0: I mean, how do you know you're right? I, or I don't even, like I don't get it. Like there's people actually out there, uh, especially in the JavaScript community. I've seen a lot of people like raging against. It's just become so complex for them apparently, and I I don't know. By the way, don't at me. I I don't know, I don't know anything about JavaScript. Don't care.
1: It's too hard. Well, no. I'm fine on my end. Venkat, in? who has written yeah. a book on everything, right? And JavaScript has testing. written a book on JavaScript. Right. Testing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you'd ask him. And yeah. he, you know, I don't always agree with Venkat, but you know, uh, uh, on that one, I would leave that to him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I, I know it's.
0: I know you should test. Okay. I don't know how you get to the conclusion that you shouldn't. Uh. And, and maybe I'm mis misrepresenting the argument here. Oh. Certainly, I didn't dive deep enough into it. I've just seen meme posts and well, uh, and sometimes whatever.
1: the other controversial thing that comes up is yeah. people say, "Well, why use Makito? I'm just going to implement it myself. I'm going to write my own fake object." Yeah. And I'm always like. Fine if there's one method. Yeah. But if there's 30, you got to implement them all, yeah. even if you're not going to use 25 of them. Right. And also, the one thing that you can't write yourself or can't do easily in Java is check the protocol. Is this method being called the right number right. of times in the right order, you know, with the right arguments? And Makito will do that immediately because that's where spies come in. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. it's, I, I'm a big fan. So yeah. I'm jumping all over the place, but what the heck? This Makito thing is going to be big. My <laughs> kind of words, people. Well, let's put it this way. My book's done. If you don't want to use it, I'm fine. You know, I'm done <laughs> now. Things dry. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah. So that book. Uh, that and it's that. got a great cover because it's got the green cover that looks like mojitos, which is <laughs> perfect. Exactly what you want, you know?
0: So. People don't know that. That's the secret. We just said don't judge a book by its cover, but actually, take it back. You should definitely judge a book by its cover. I had a book called Cognitive Java for O'Reilly. Ah, um, yes. And that book featured a bird, so the book is Cloud Native Java,
1: right? Cloud Native and, Java, and uh, you know we
0: spent like I don't know, my co-author and I spent let's say two years writing the book, mm-hmm. uh, and then like another six months deciding on the cover. And the the uh, I'm, I'm I'm exaggerating, but okay. only just right. Uh, the 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 bird of, that we eventually settled upon uh, was a blue-eared kingfisher. That is a bird that is a uh, 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 unique. Two native to oh. the Indonesian Java islands, mm-hmm. and so it's a bird that flies through the clouds. They fly, you know, that is native to the island of Java. Very, very clever. It's a cloud native Java bird. It's a bird that's na- never mind. Anyway, you'll get it later. But it's it's an amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And that book sold like hotcakes because of that cover, man. I mean, once people, the reviews are all like great cover, I, terrible. I've
1: book. Never had a book sell like hotcakes i mean i do have a cover story however for my book oh yeah for the kotlin cookbook they put this animal on the front i mean i even forget what the kind of animal it is it's it's a little marsupial
0: kind of thing once we're done with this we have to have a whole another hour-long conversation on the new kotlin logo
1: go on oh god yeah okay if you want but at any rate they put this little animal on the cover so um i showed the cover it's, I mean, the book says Kotlin cookbook. It shows that animal. Uh-huh. I showed the cover to one of my non-technical friends. Right. And they said, is that a Kotlin? And is this a cookbook for how to hunt down and, and prepare cotlins for dinner kind of thing? You know I mean? That was a Kotlin. I'm like, no. no, but I think they were giving me a hard time. But right. it was great that they did that. Right. Um, by the way, I have a different book story on that. Okay, um, We have a local Barnes and Noble. So, so oh, far they've survived. Yeah. I how about Barnes that? Barnes & Noble's. I, yeah. I have a story so um, when I was writing the Making Java Groovy book, yeah. I wandered into Barnes & Noble and I really wanted my book to be in the, you know, in the bookstore. So right. I went to the people who run the store and say, hey, I'm a local author. Can you get a couple of copies of my book? Right. And I'll sign them and everything. Yeah. And they went, sure, why not? So yeah. they got like three copies and I signed them and I put them in the IT section or they did. And they just sat there fermenting. I would come and visit every couple of weeks, you know, Aww. and take a picture. But what I noticed was, is that there was one shelf called IT, and there were four shelves called Teen Paranormal Romance. Wait, what? Okay, yeah, Teen Paranormal Romance, like like Twilight. Yeah, There's more exactly. than one book one, on that genre. Oh, there were- shelf after shelf after shelf. Right. Well, color so me confused? When I was writing the book, I noticed that. So what I figured the way I needed to handle this is in my book I no. needed oh, oh. some groovy vampires. You're right. You're right. So okay. that's what I did. I wrote a Checks whole out. chapter where we used a, we wrote a groovy system to access. I don't think it was IMDb. It was a different uh, movie site at the time, right. which got bought later. You know, but right. downloaded. You could do searches on movies and and store right. the information in a Mongo database. Mongo only pawn and game of life and all that and and because it was JSON data. You know? right. And I had this whole chapter in there so that what happens is when those books that we got the bookstore to buy came in, right, I took one of those books and I put a little post-it on the front and said, like, Groovy Vampires page, whatever, and put it in the teen paranormal romance section, you know, and figured I'd come in and see what happened and i came by a couple weeks later no and it was gone and i'm like oh my goodness and i went over to check and no it hadn't been sold it was just nobody knew where it was anymore oh, that's but that was better than when i took the kotlin cookbook and took one of those and put it in the cooking section you know okay to see yeah. what happened you there. Gotta, yeah yeah that yeah. one they just moved it back but i was hoping I love yeah. let's just say that yeah
0: so i, I don't know if uh, we have a lot of people joining us from all around the world here ah. uh i don't know so Barnes and Noble is a bookstore. I don't know if it's actually international.
1: So, I mean, it's-, it's owned by by the the company in Britain, so, so it's got to it be at least in the UK. Now, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, so I, they're not really uh, they, they they're they're you don't see them a lot. They're a retail bookstore. Yeah, know? but they're disappearing. They're yeah,
1: sadly, like the do Well, they they actually stabilized, believe it or not. Oh good. They were on their last legs and then right. they got acquired and now they're actually doing okay. Not great, but okay. That warms my heart. So here's Man. the thing.
0: I I feel for the uh I feel for today's generation because in some ways they have it way better than we did, but they also have it worse in some other ways. Mm. When I was young, I was able to t- uh, go into a Starbucks I was piss poor and I would I had a clipboard, which is a thing we used to write on with <laughs> we used to have pens and pa- pencils and and paper. And so I'd uh, I'd take this clipboard with paper and Pens and pencils. Yeah. Uh, and I'd go to a Barnes and Nobles near my home uh-huh. uh, Saturday morning at like 10 a.m. 10 I'd grab a cup of coffee and uh, I was all like, whatever. I was a teenager, right? right. A, young, a young teenager. Right. I'd sit on the floor right. surrounded by computer books. Right. And nobody in those Borders was even better for yeah, that. Borders those had, had shelf after yeah. and they had a the big chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And those blessed people did never, never once disturbed me. Mm-hmm. Here I am treating their bookstore where they sold things like a library. And they just knew I was harmless. I was but they just, had a cafe. You go over just, and get get something at the cafe. Well, it was poor. Right. So I'd buy one cup of coffee for like oh. a bucks, for like a like like seventy five cents or whatever it was, or buck buck or whatever. Um. And they and then I'd refill it all day. It's like it was like seventy five. Oh, no, that's what it was. Buck twenty five for the cup, and then like seventy five cents for the refills.
1: Okay, then that was right. awfully
0: tolerant of you, of them. But yeah, exactly. I was not <laughs> adding to their bottom line at all, and right. I'm also. It, I got to the point where I'm like. Ensconced in their books, and I people had to like walk around me or over me
1: or whatever. But yeah, I used to say I could spend any given amount of time in a bookstore. Absolutely. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's the and best place on earth. But then so Walden Books went down, yeah, and then Borders, Borders went down, yeah. and now Barnes and Noble's all that's left.
0: Yeah, you know, so, if, so for today, so back then that was great. I got knowledge, I got a career thanks to Barnes and Noble's, right? I'm here in India mm. lamenting the state of mocks and whatever, yeah, all yeah. because Barnes and Noble's was really great to me. On the other hand, We didn't have YouTube.
1: Well, and I've got an O'Reilly O'Reilly Learning or uh, Learning Platform subscription. I teach a lot there. Now I've got all those books available. Sure, but I but we like and the videos and everything, including Cloud Native Java. Oh, you poor bastard! (laughs) It's
0: it's an okay book.
1: It's fine. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. Should have had the word Spring in the title. I'm sorry. I mean, I know what you're saying, Ah. but it should have had the word Spring. Cloud Native Java Spring. I'll Uh. bet you had one heck of a battle with your editor over that. I'm guessing. I don't know. It was fine. It was, no, okay.
0: the book sold really well. So it was oh, like,
1: well, good. Okay. but, uh, okay. But anyway, the, um,
0: Barnes that, and Noble, that Bar- okay. I just, owe oh, Barnes and Noble. And I'm mm-hmm. just, so on the one hand, like now everything's digital. I wouldn't right. buy a printed book if I, unless I like, I have maybe one printed book. No, actually, you know what the books are I have that are printed? International editions for which I've written forwards ah, or, or from good. other people's books or whatever. They send me a copy of the, of the, like the book in Chinese or I've done like a Dozen different forwards for other books that are written about spring in other languages. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So, I, those are the only printed books I have. I don't even have my own anymore. I usually buy
1: my friends' books, yeah, just exactly. to be supportive. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll buy the digital, no problem. I'm not, supportive. oh, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I'll buy, well, in uh, fact, the 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 Markito book is a Prague Express book, which means right. it's only digital. Which they, is don't fine. Even, that's they don't most even offer of the market right these days, right? Yeah, 10 bucks, you know, real short,
0: yeah, easy so, PDF. And that's the other thing, those books used to be like 50 bucks a pop, right? And that was even in the, in the 90s, you know, right. Like, like those are expensive, so now you can go online and get a PDF of or a Kindle or
1: a whatever. I, even the DRM stuff is fine. I'm not complaining. And I used to say, if people wondered about the economics of, of writing these books, no, it's like it. I'd say, Well, if no. you buy my book, I could buy a cup of coffee, right. but I'm not at Starbucks. No, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's we're, this is exploitive, work. yeah, not about the money. Uh, yeah, you, you don't do you, it for if that. If you're
1: going into for the money, it's that's but no, then you're in the entertainment industry, so you can make a fortune, but not a living. Right, you know that's the issue. So, so on the other hand, there's a, a
0: a bevy of free options out there today that we just didn't have on the internet. Yes, thirty years ago, twenty years right. ago. So, but you have to piece it together. You have to take all stuff In fact, have us, the stuff and make a meal problem. of it.
1: We have the filtering problem. Right. We get overwhelmed yeah, with the amount of data and you know every. And you're also now, of course, if you're a book author, you're competing not just against. The local authors you're competing against every person in the world, right? Who decides to write on your topic, you know? Yeah, but of course, you know, you've got the name. So uh, actually, really... since I do have the
0: name, I want to point people to Spring that Academy. Ah, it's free uh, to a point, but there's also a path certification. <laughs> to certification. Point? Well, no, I mean there's like it, there's a there's a lot of useful stuff that's
1: free, but there's also a pathway to the certification for Spring. The official. I'm, I'm a s- certified in Spring. All right. I had to because I had to teach for. You remember them? Right. Uh, it was uh, Spring Source and then right. Pivotal. And now, of course, it's VMware. Yeah. But I haven't, they haven't. Okay. The whole thing became in house. They right. changed it all. But yeah.
0: It's got a little, it's, it's changing. But the, that whole thing, you can remember, you, I'm sure yeah. you remember, cost a lot.
1: Like an actual certified course? I did get him to waive it for me because I was teaching for that. No, no, I mean... But yeah, but, but you to take the certification course, right? Just take the certification you course. You couldn't even was... get a voucher unless you took the course. Right,
0: and it's exor- it was a lot of money. And it was, right. we weren't right. charging more than was fair, but mm-hmm. with Spring Academy, we've it's down to like... Well, first of all, you can do most of it for free. Oh, if you okay. want to take the certification, yeah. you pay, but even there, it's only a few hundred dollars. Oh, all right. It's all right. significantly cheaper than what it was just a year ago. Like right? the way the old Java certification. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm a... a Anyway, that's a whole other Oprah. But anyway, like <laughs> Spring Academy, Academy. Like, don't buy my book. It's a good book, but don't – just go to Spring.Academy. Uh, save some money. Go – come on. <laughs> I don't – yeah, there you go. Um, okay, we've been all over the map. I don't, Is there do, anything else? L- they there's to a lot of good or? stuff here. So also, do you think uh, – do we – okay. Um, wait, wait, no. Hold on. No. Oh, God. So many links. Bowden, Makito versus Easy e- e- Z- Muck Mark versus J- Market.
1: Okay. Yeah, the only issues I have with those comparisons is they get dated really fast because all the teams are aware of each other, right? Where they tend to leapfrog, right? But yeah, that's a that's a good place I'd go. Ellen Spock and Jeb. Yeah. yeah, I still think Spock is fantastic. Yeah, I, I really like it. Although I was never as wild about the syntax for their mock objects, but right. it's all integrated in there. It's all built in. And Jeb, of course, is the best browser automation mechanism I've ever seen. It's it's WebDriver on steroids, right. you know, and you got that page model and everything. Right. It's another reason I just get sad that that Groovy just that missed its moment. Because uh, Jeb is is really a Groovy API, and I, right. I I loved it. But oh well. Womp womp. What else you got? So much
0: other good stuff. Do you think Makito can help in unit testing a distributed service system, including transactions,
1: than a monolith? Well, it depends on which part you're testing and which part is the, are the dependencies. So if, it's, if, if you're trying to test transactional behavior and you are, the thing you're testing is the transactional implementation, right? then what's your dependency? You know what I mean? You're not going to use Makito because you're just, you're just writing unit tests right. for that system. Uh, so unless it has dependencies on third-party services or something, then, yeah, Makita wouldn't come up. If you're doing a test of a service that relies on a transactional database or something like right. that, or some transactional service, you can mock that, and you'll have to mock the behavior. See, that's the other nice thing you could do with a mock is you could say, let's check the failure modes, too, and then I'll have right. to write separate mechanisms. I could just say, when I try to commit this, throw some right. exception or whatever. But that's where the mock would come in. It wouldn't be mocking the trans, I mean, you don't test your mock. right? So if I'm testing the transactional service, I don't use Makito. If I'm testing the service that uses it, right. maybe I would. So that's probably how I go at it. Okay, makes perfect sense. Really? Uh, Boy, I'm, that's good to hear. <laughs> makes perfect sense, wow. I mean, that's, a, that's a, quite a compliment. I stick by it. Yeah, okay. Not for long, but you're, it will. You're being nice. Yes, thank you.
0: Integration test should be
1: at the level of a bounded context, dot, dot, dot. Correct? It. Um, again, there's a lot of words in there that require a definition. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, bounded context, meaning, yes, that makes sense if you're talking about a single unit of work. You know, that's the, the terms that Neil and Mark were using, Neil Ford, Mark Richards were using in their architecture discussions. You know, and an integration test using, you know, the the all the, the rest of the system, that makes sense too. But I'm trying to figure out what the question means exactly by the integration test using the bounded context. Because my, my my sense is I just want to go yes, but I think I need a little bit more detail to know reality. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm an instructor. That's my job keep talking yeah. until you either agree or give up. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, you know, a famous answer, it depends. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I promise not to do that. Folks have forgotten Brian
1: gets his Java. Con- I assume they mean the Java concurrency book. Everybody uses Java. Yeah. What do you mean? That's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. Okay. Now, of um, course, the question is, will Brian revise it once we have virtual threads? Um, I wonder. I mean, I don't know if we can twist Brian's arm enough to get him to revise that book, but it's still a classic. And that one's been around forever now. Yeah,
0: it is. it is, And I like. In I, I always joke that there's only one person who truly knows how to write effective multi-threaded Java code. And then I continue... Uh, we don't know who it is. It's not you. It's but but it, it's in my heart Brian. of hearts, I know it's Brian. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean the funny part about threading, by the way, is that it's one of those weird. Think of it as a like a, a normal distribution curve. The people who don't know much at all about Java and threading think, I don't want to touch this because I don't understand it. Right. Then there's a bunch of people in the middle who go, okay, I know about waits and notifies. And then there's this executor service. And, you know, I think I got this. And then there's the advanced people who go, you have no idea yeah. what could go wrong this with this. A, I don't want to touch it. You know? This is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Just use the framework. This, this is, is funny I always how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think the first implementation of virtual threads is really going to wind up in libraries. I don't think people are going to be writing their own virtual thread management code personally.
0: I mean, uh, and we've already got, you know, prototypes and we've already looked at like extension hooks and all that. It's not that painful to like take even today with a preview. There are some well placed executors, uh, in the very skin, a new virtual thread, just the executor virtual thread pool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it just works. And we even did a blog with Mark Thomas, the, uh, uh tomcat uh you know luminary. Oh, i knew i uh, knew that name okay. yeah and 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 like he basically says look just swap out this virtual thread pool and now your traditional blocking sort of uh stock standard suitably inefficient code becomes as scalable as your a- average reactive code. and you
1: could make as many threads as you want because it costs zero yeah. yeah it's amazing right and there's
0: some like look Kevin emter there's always gonna be like a yeah, yeah uh like you know if you're doing sync if you have a synchronized block. Uh, and they're doing blocking input streams and all, you know, there's right. going to be some issues there. Hey, if you want to learn more about that, uh-huh. uh, and I don't blame you because it's confusing, um, check out on this very channel. I did an interview with uh, the wonderful uh, Jose Pomar, uh-huh. uh, fellow Java champion, mm. and he, uh, he broke it all down. He, you know, he explained it like I'm not five, but Josh,
1: right? And with an awesome accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's just great. So watch that video. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I saw him at Dev Nexus, I think. Yeah, that's, that's where we you, recorded it. Oh yeah, oh you you were that's right. You were in and out though again, weren't you? Or were you there? Okay, I mean I was
0: I mean I was just sort of well, you've I always got
1: stuff going on, you know.
0: I had barbecue with friends, it was good. <laughs> okay, so anyway, yeah. Um sorry. Uh lots of talking. Cannot hold myself when I meet you folks. I don't know
1: what that no means. No problem. You're always yeah. welcome, you know. Don't uh, Yeah. don't, don't self-censor, yourself. we'll we'll yeah. say if we gotta run, you know. <laughs> it's
0: like uh, yes, Loom may have overshadowed his previous edition. It's certainly
1: uh, well. The concepts it. are still going to apply, right? You know, and uh, you know all, all that stuff in there. It's i probably do a reread. It's been a while since I've gone through that, and I never did make it through the whole thing. I gotta confess. Yeah. But I mean, how often do you write your own threading code now? You write synchronization code, right? Yeah. You you have to make sure you you write a synchronized block to keep things from messing up. But the threads are in the server, you know, and I'm deploying this in the server. I don't have to worry about that. I I do my level head best to avoid it. This is why I like reactive. It's not because it's scalable, but because it's a structured concurrency approach. It also happens to be scalable. And the funny part is, is reactive is really not going to just go away once you have virtual threads. Because reactive comes up when the time it takes to process a request is way, way longer than the time it takes to submit one. right. I mean, I use the, the, the analogy I always make is you go to a fast food restaurant, you put in your order, the order goes to the kitchen. It was perfectly synchronous. You both stand there until the that's kitchen right. returns your order. But that's not what happens because the time it takes to submit the request right. is nothing compared to how long it takes for the kitchen to make your lunch. Right. So you get a, a, a receipt. It's got a number on it. You monitor the number. The you have no error handling. Yeah. Right. It's all asynchronous. So you're not blocked on I.O. And even if you have virtual threads, that's not going to change. Right. You'll still have a place for reactive even when, when the, the oh, thread's is easy.
0: But yeah. I mean, but, uh, I, and I love reactive, but I, again, replace that with like actors or, uh, saga yeah. or whatever. There's a saga pattern. There are structured approaches to yeah, writing yeah, yeah. concurrent parallel
1: code. You no, know? You're absolutely right. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. So, okay. I think we got through a lot here. I'm just amazed so many people came with no notice. That's really impressive. yeah. Well, you know, you you you, you got a you got a thing going here, man. That's
0: this community is gonna it's it's got it's got legs. I'm telling you, we're we're very lucky. You and me, we're in the broadly the JVM community. Yeah, yeah. Can't think of a better one, right? I would. I don't want to be a, a member of any other community. Although, what's that old uh, uh, Mark's?
1: You don't cool. want to be a if, member of, of any, any community, community that, that would happen. Have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's Groucho, right. right. <laughs> yeah, oh
0: man, that's uh-huh. another one. Did you know he wrote the, a book with letters to his daughter? Oh, really? Did you ever read that? No. It's amazing. These are all like little letters. His daughter published this book. I think it was posthumously. Really? Uh, and uh, they're great. They're just like musings from one of the most brilliant mind, minds in in history. And he's just talking to his kid. And it's obviously, he's a loading, loving, doting father. Mm-hmm. But he's also...
1: Marks, it's you know? probably not part of the O'Reilly Learning Platform. So I'll have to <laughs> nope. go to Yeah, you probably have to buy that one. <laughs> the Groovy community, I gotta say, was the best community I've ever been a part oh, great. of. I love that. They, yeah. I've never met so many humble geniuses <laughs> in my life. Yeah. You know? But that's you know, they say your best feature is sometimes your biggest drawback, too. Okay. And there is a bunch of humble people leading the Groovy community, and therefore they didn't stand up and go, Hey, you have to use this. This is great. It's right, you know, I just weren't arrogant enough. I don't know. I just I'm still Sad that the community kind of is so small now. But ah, anyway. yeah. But and Java got better, you know.
0: Java's gotten better. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. alternatives, but I think we're right, right. the world's better for the Groovy's uh, for for the Groovy uh, communities work. We're all mm-hmm. better uh, for that, obviously. And, then, and right, my I don't Groovy podcast
1: has about the same, you know, co- production quality as this, so, right?
0: You know. <laughs> um. Um. Okay. Yeah. You've got a uh-huh. YouTube channel. That's uh, the other thing, right? Uh, I, I put it. I think I put it in the show notes. But it is youtube.com, Tales from the yeah. Jar Side. Yes. And okay, let me just paste that. This one. Yeah, good. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. I have enjoyed this channel. Uh, so
1: you're the one. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, yeah,
0: no, yuck, I've yuck, been yuck.
1: writing a, a newsletter on Substack called Tales from the Jar Side right. for a little over four years now. That comes out every Sunday, and it's mostly whatever I happen to have been working on that week, and right. I have a really good time with it. Well, my son, you right. know, is in the generation where he doesn't read, and he – So it's not, not just mine, uh, well, my daughter? hopefully yeah. not. I mean, I got one uh, counterexample. example, okay. At any rate, but uh, he'll watch videos all yeah. day long or Twitch streams or what have you. And he wanted me to create a YouTube channel (laughs) because he thought it would be a good idea. And so the, the way the YouTube channel started is I said, you don't feel like reading my newsletter each week? Fine, I'll read it to you. So, of course, it's more like a director's cut where I talk right. about this is what this is about and here's what's happened and stories and things like that. And then, of course, I also try to put up an extra video each week on something technical, you know, a technical yeah. topic. Here's like how you do parallel tests in Gradle, for example, right. or, you know, something keto related because my pub- the publisher still wants me to push Nikito. <laughs> right. Know. It's good. So, yeah, yeah you know, off that. so I, I really have a lot of fun with it. I'm still enjoying the production process and everything, but it's a small channel, you know. I like it, though. I mean, and I I also like uh, the newsletter. I mean, again, I
0: also do a little newsletter, uh, and uh, it's the same – it's sort of like it's that process of like uh, summarizing your thoughts about things.
1: Yeah, once you've done it, you um, know you might as well like and and you know also collect. Okay, here's some funny tweets and toots yeah. that happened during the week, and you know and that gives me a place to put them so that I can go back and look and see what was funny that week. Of course, are course, you? Go ahead. Oh, sorry, carry on. Uh, Just going to wonder how if Twitter has a week left, or a, you know. I was just about to go
0: on in the same vein. I wonder, like, how do you how do you are, are you liking the Mastodon community as much as
1: I am? Um, it's very different. I mean, I like them. I have I don't have I've never had a problem with anybody, but I'm an old white guy. I mean, I'm not going to attract a bunch of trolls. You know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. it's not that big a problem. But the people I follow there have been very pleasant, yeah, very enjoyable Good I, Yeah, it's just much harder to branch out. You know what I mean? You. Yeah. The thing that, that helps me on Mastodon is I subscribe to hashtags. Right. That's something I'm not accustomed to on Twitter. Right. You know I mean? on, on Mastodon, you subscribe to Java, you subscribe to right. Spring, and then you wind up seeing things from other people. Right. And I just picked a M- Mastodon Social because that was the one that people were on. Right. I don't know if it's good to be centralized like that. But uh, yeah, I, I like it. Um, I, I use it all the time. But now, instead of, I, I keep trying to unsubscribe from people on on Twitter to try to leave. Right. But it's it's one of those, you know. Every time I think I'm out, they, they pull like me Like the mafia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but it's a question of time. Elon is bound to determine to destroy everything it's he touches. Hell. So. Or high water. You know, to think how much I used to think the guy was smart. I, I used too. to I have a Tesla. You know how much it bothers me every so time I, I get that thing? And I'm embarrassed to drive it around. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my goodness. it's a good car, but I don't it's want such people to think guy. I support the guy. No, you know, yeah. Just, and, I mean, it's uh, such an idiot. You you know Glass Onion. You watch the Glass Onion movie? No. Oh, oh that's another it? benoit oh, blanc you know and yeah glass yeah, yeah knives out yeah, yeah 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 well knives out was the first one right. glass onion is the second anyway, one okay yeah the beautiful thing that the billionaire turned out to be a complete idiot <laughs> i'm like this was so topical pro, you know pro, 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 yeah, miles Brown is an uh, idiot you know uh. and i'm like yeah exactly you know. so i am enjoying mastodon i don't know that mastodon's going to be the quote ultimate solution to this problem. Now Step that the right blue sky is out, we'll see if that catches on. Post doesn't look like they're going to be the one. Yeah, um, but I mean, else is out there? Now? But I don't, don't okay.
0: Let's we'll have this conversation again yeah, in yeah, ten yeah. years. Right, 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 and I'm sure. Everything, all of our pr- assertions and pr- uh, predictions will be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if it were up to me, I'd still be like, "Ah, oh, this MySpace thing is going places." You know, you're whatever. still
1: using your uh, your ICQ channel? Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> <you're>... hey, don't knock it. I know it's so probably still running. It's Probably an IRC, whatever. IRC, okay. right, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. I the blue sky. Okay, so the, the one thing that's nice about Mastodon is it's open source so in theory mm-hmm. you could
1: deploy your own server just like you could deploy right uh, your own email server that's what's going to have to happen is individual companies like they often set up their own email service right. they'll set up their own mastodon server so it stays federated nobody controls right. it. right and it's verified by definition
0: you're, if right. you're in the group you're in it right um uh and that gives you your own names but you can verify yeah. you can have namespacing. spacing right uh, in blue sky it's because it, it is kind of owners i don't want to become a uh master on host uh, just to have like, an account on one right right yeah i don't want to do that that's you work. can yeah but that's work that's especially yeah. it sounds suspiciously like work yeah right. uh with blue sky you can do you can do dns oh really so you can have a uh, uh so like my blue sky is starbucksman.joshlong.com so it's a it's a C so name. It doesn't under, have Blue
1: Sky in it. Yeah. No, it's like so many of them do.
0: It's a C name under my actual JoshLong.com. Oh. And as long as that as long as I have the authority to change that C name mm-hmm. and add a text record to the DNS, then my Blue Sky
1: handle will reflect that. Interesting. It's awesome. And so uh, yeah, it's decentralized. You still won't give me an invite though. I don't have any <laughs> invites. <And laughs> That's for, what you say. Yeah. I showed you the thing. I don't have any I invites. guess I believe you. Okay. I mean, I'm just
0: giving you a hard time. I just so they they actually say. Uh, you don't have any yet because I haven't been there long enough,
1: which is ah. true. But also, why does that matter? Like they were yeah, there long enough to set up a CNAME record, so yeah. that's just like I even wrote. I even wrote a blog about it. Oh, you did? You could put that in your news. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Send me the link. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add get letter. it Yeah, uh,
0: it's it was not super hard, but I did have to figure it out. And I, anytime I figure out something, if it takes me more than a minute to figure it out, I figure it's worth writing. Your picture
1: on your blog looks more like you than my picture looks like me. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Well, I certainly have a lot more hair on the picture on my on my blog and right? oh, uh, the newsletter. Are, yeah. you hair there, yeah. Hair today person? gone. What tomorrow. else do we have? Oh, there's a link. Oh, that you pasted that. Okay. Yeah, I pasted in Blue Sky custom domain, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. So, uh, you know, it's a podcast. Last the questions I, I ask when we wind down. Uh, are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I mean, we've kind of addressed this, but are you yeah. on the internet? Uh,
1: in a lot of places, although I don't know if I, you know, I think we covered them all.
0: Yep. Okay, I was gonna say and do you want to be found? And if so, where do you get where do you want to be found? Yeah. Uh, and I've it's in the show description on YouTube where people should be watching this.
1: And I will say that I'm not charging for anything. I mean, my newsletter is free. Right. Substack really, really wants me to turn on, you know, subscriptions to make money yeah. off of it. I, I'm it's free, don't worry about it. It comes out every Sunday. Nice. And the YouTube channel, well, I don't have enough it's not possible to monetize that yet, but i you know, we'll be fine for yeah. a long time okay so okay good readily available to anybody who wants great knowledge from
0: a great person uh Uh, it's been fun talking with you yeah who knew that's that was fun excellent to all of you who who tuned in on this friday whatever friday evening
1: afternoon or whatever uh thanks yeah thank you very much for coming by appreciate it and good to see you we had an excuse to do this it's perfect been great bye take care
0: I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning in Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the Production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise in the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.